read one verse, verse number 13. It's good to have Riley with us. And I understand he's already been here a few services, but I got to meet him tonight. So uh, good to have him in service with us. And uh, I got to congratulate Sister Riley because it's the first time I've seen her since the announcement on her engagement. So I'm, I'm excited and happy for her. Matthew 6. And verse number 13 is where we'll read from tonight. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want to preach to us right in the middle of that verse. Deliver us from evil. That's what I want to title our message. Now, there's a lot, of, a lot of evil going on in this world right now. You think about... Uh, butchering uh, little children, uh, tying people up together and burning them alive, beheading them, uh, just a ferocious attack on women and children and the elderly in the world celebrating. And uh, that's beyond my comprehension. I, I couldn't do an animal that way, much less a human being. That's evil. And uh, God got the deal in my heart on this, on this, the Lord's prayer, deliver us from evil. Uh, there's a lot of things that we were delivered of when we got born again. But even as believers, even full of the Holy Ghost, uh, there are some things that we need to be delivered of. Right. Some things that only God can do for us. That's what I'm going to preach on tonight. Deliver us from evil. Father, we thank you for the word of God tonight. We pray and ask that you'll speak to our heart through the word of God by your spirit. You'll anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive what the spirit would say to the church. You know every need in this house, some of which we've already mentioned. God, those that need healing in their body, I plead the blood of Jesus over them tonight, oh God, that you'd stretch forth your hand to let healing virtue be extended, O oh God, unto them. Touch uh, those that need that healing. I pray that the miracle of healing would take place tonight as we preach and as we pray around this altar. I ask you, O oh God, that you'll meet every need represented in this church house tonight. God, that you'd undertake for those that are in need of deliverance. God, from evil, do that because I know you're well able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we can ask or even think. Touch us is our prayer and we thank you in advance for it. We ask it in Christ's name. If you love the Lord, would you say amen? amen. Right in the context of the verse, Jesus in the Lord's prayer, lead us not into temptation. Though James said when a man is tempted, let him not say that he's tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted of sin, and neither tempts he any man. But if a man be tempted, he's drawn away of his own lust. And uh, the Bible said lust, when it's conceived, brings forth sin, and sin, when it's conceived, brings forth death. But temptation in our text is not the same as temptation that James was talking about unto sin. But here, if you look the word temptation up in the Greek, it means an adversity, 
trouble, trial, or a test. <laughs> Lead us not into adversity and trouble and trial and, and test, but deliver us from evil. Yeah. And I, I begin to pray over this text and God speaking and dealing with my heart a number of days over the word deliver. Deliver us. And I ask the Lord what what does that word truly mean? If we need to be delivered, then what does the word truly mean? I found out there are four in the in the New Testament, four different words for the word deliver and deliver us from evil. It covers a very broad spectrum of what I feel like God does for us as believers. He is a God of deliverance. And it is not a hard thing for God to deliver those that belong to him. There are still well over 200 hostages being held by Hamas, a terrorist organization in, in that Gaza Strip. Do you know what they need? Do you know what they're crying for? Do you know what they're praying for? Day and night, they're praying for deliverance. They're praying to be delivered. If they could get away on their own, they would. But they need somebody to deliver them. In many ways, we have to pray the same prayer when we're up against our adversary and our enemy. If we could do it on our own, if we could chase or put the enemy to flight on our own, we would. If we could help ourselves or deliver ourselves from the trouble or the affliction or the trial that we find ourselves in, we would. But we need God to deliver us oftentimes from the lowest of lows, from the pit of despair, from the, uh, from the trying fire of the trial that we find ourselves in. Those three Hebrew boys had to be delivered from the fiery furnace. And we find ourselves in fiery trials and we have to be delivered from those. We need God's hand upon our life to deliver. We know that God works in our life through tests to build our faith. We know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. But sooner or later, we need deliverance. Trials aren't meant to last. <laughs> but this should, when we're in a trial, we're in a valley, we're in the middle of a test. We're praying that this too will come to pass. This is not your lot for my life forever, Lord. You know, a test is only to, to show you where you are so that you can achieve something greater. But, you know, you don't want to live your whole life there. So, God is a God, and rightfully so, of deliverance. And when I was studying the word deliver and delivered and deliverance, uh, four different words stood out in the New Testament, and I want to preach on them. In our text, deliver us from evil. The word deliver there is ruamai, and it means to draw to oneself, to rescue, to deliver by leading are drawing somebody away from that that is 
endangering them or harming them. You would yell to somebody or you would give somebody a signal over here. Over, your help is over here. This is the direction you need to come. And God said, draw nigh to me. And I'll draw nigh to you. Amen. David said, I will look unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Right. Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And if I be lifted up, I will draw. It, it's akin to our deliver. I will draw all men. I will deliver all who come to me. Hallelujah. Deliver them from what? As Moses lifted up the serpent, they had been bit by fiery serpent. I will deliver them from the bite of the serpent. I will deliver them from a sure death. You know, Moses in the middle of two million people. They were pitched to the north, the south, the east, and the west, and the ark was in the middle. Two million people. I don't know what Foley is, 40,000 maybe, 50,000, I don't know. But if I pitch right in the middle of Foley and I hold up a pole over my head, I just know everybody in Foley City Limits ain't seeing it. Physically seeing it. Two million people most. What he's saying is, if you look toward this ark, if you look toward this brazen serpent, that I, if you're in the north, if you look south, if you're in the east, if you look westward, if you're in the south, you look north, if you're in the west, if you just look by faith, it is a faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I can't see him in the natural and the physical sitting upon his throne, but I look to him by faith. I need you to help me. I need you to deliver me when Daniel was praying in Babylon and they passed the law. If any man prays to any god but the king. You're going to be thrown into the lion's den. And he threw his windows open and looked and prayed toward the east. Why? Because in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, Solomon prayed the prayer and said, If your people, which are called by your name, should be taken away captive, and they're in a foreign land, and if they would look toward this house, that we've built and dedicated unto you where your presence now abides. Would you hear them from heaven? And would you forgive them of their sin? And would you bring them back into the land of their fathers? He said, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then would I hear from heaven and would forgive their sin and would heal their land. For Daniel, when he threw the window open, he looked toward the east. He's looking toward that temple. He's looking toward Jerusalem. Of course he can't see it, but it's a look by faith. God, I'm looking toward you. I'm looking unto Jesus. I need help. Get me out of Babylon. Get our people back to where we belong. It's deliverance. 
That's what this word is. Deliver. Ruamai. To draw. To lead. To oneself. To rescue. To deliver. So Matthew 27 and 42 is the same word. Ruamai. He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted God. Let him, let God deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. But listen, Jesus never prayed to be delivered from the cross. But rather he prayed, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He said, am I going to pray, save me for this, from this hour? For It was for this hour that I came to the earth to die for the sins of men. They wanted him to pray for deliverance. Ruin I. Let God get him off the cross. Let, let's see if God will take him from the cross and save him. If God will have him, Jesus never prayed for such deliverance. They wanted him to pray. Yeah. Jesus comes down. If Jesus asks for deliverance from the cross, uh, then you and I are still lost and in our sin. Right. There are some things that God won't deliver us from. You're going to deny your flesh. Yeah. You're going to put the flesh to death. You all have a cross to bear right. that is self-denial, that is denying yourself and living for God. Yeah. That's what the cross is. Let him take up his cross and deny himself and come after me. There's no deliverance from that. Right. And I don't even pray for deliverance from the cross of Jesus Christ. We've preached on that before. The way of the cross. Jesus prayed three times. If it be thy will, let this cup pass. It's the one prayer that God, that Jesus prayed that God didn't answer. And then after the third time he prayed it, he said, nevertheless, let your will be done. Paul prayed three times that the Lord would deliver him from the spirit that was sent to buffet him. And Jesus said, I'm not going to do it. He said, but my grace is sufficient for you. There are some things that there are no deliverance from. And when that's the case, the way of the cross, God's grace is sufficient. His grace is enough. The grace of God has appeared unto all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. And it says, grow in grace into the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace not only pardons, but grace equips. Grace empowers. Grace strengthens. I often pray to God, anoint me. Do you know what the anointing is? It's the enabling grace of God to do what you can't do without God. Romans 7 and 24. Same word, Ruamai. 
Romans 7 and 24, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? This body of death, he was referring to his own carnal nature. Who shall deliver me from my own sinful nature, from my own carnal man, from my own carnal or evil or wicked ways? Going back to the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from evil. Who will deliver me from this body of death? And Ruhamai again means to draw to oneself. You want to know what being born again is? It is being delivered from evil. Jesus said, he who the Son had made free is free indeed. You're born free. How? Peter said, we have been made partakers of the divine nature. The nature of Jesus Christ is to be holy. The nature of fallen Adam is to sin. Therefore, you must be born again. You live in a body of flesh. And while you live in flesh, the only deliverance from it is to abide in Christ. Is to be drawn to him. Is to abide in him. To walk in him. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. The whole time the Holy Ghost is saying, come on, this way. Follow him. Paul said it this way. Follow me as I follow him. That's what ruin I is. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Christ will. How will he do it? By the power of the Holy Ghost. And the authority of the word of God. Amen. We find the same word in 2 Corinthians 1 and 3. Again, I want you to keep in mind, you and I need deliverance. 2 Corinthians 1 and 3, blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You'll never read anything more precious than this. The Father of mercies and the God of all Comfort. Who comforted us in all our tribulation. That's in all of our trials, in all of our hardships, in all of our adversity. God is our comforter. That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. For we would not, brethren, have you to be ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. 
And Paul said, we have gone through trouble so that you could have consolation in our affliction. Be comforted, what he said, be comforted by the fact that we have been pressed out of measure above strength in so much that we despaired even of life. It comforts me not, that, not to know that another man had to go through such trouble, but it comforts me to know that the Apostle Paul and his brethren fought hell to the level that they despaired even of their life. You know what that means? They thought we'd be better off dead. They thought, Lord, you'd do us a favor just to kill us and not let us go through what we're going through. I don't know if you've ever been in one of the kind of battles. I don't know if you've ever been pressed above measure beyond your strength to where you despaired of your own life. He said in verse 9, but we have the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves but in God which raiseth the dead who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver. The word, two words there, who delivered Ruamai, who delivered us from so great a death and doth, present tense, right now deliver us. Woo, hallelujah. In whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Whatever I find myself in, pressed out of measure, above my strength, and despairing of life itself, I yet have hope that God will yet deliver me. Hallelujah. He's going to call my name and walk me out of the furnace that I find myself in. He's going to call my name and walk me out of the lion's den. He's going to call my name and draw me out of my trouble. What is room I? Peter is sinking when he sees the winds and the waves boisterous and he is sinking and he cries out, Lord, save me. Rule deliver me from certain death. Draw me out of these waters. He said, who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. We need deliverance. Ye also helping together by prayer for us. That for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. I want to tell you how we help God in the ministry of deliverance through prayer. You want to see people get delivered? The Apostle Paul said a good way is pray. Pray for deliverance. Pray for deliverance. Amen. You'll see somebody get healed. Pray for their deliverance from the infirmity that binds their body. Sometimes it's a spirit of infirmity. Sometimes it is the direct attack of hell itself 
upon the individual to afflict them with sickness or disease. A woman had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. And Jesus said, woman, thou art loosed. You want to know how deliverance came? Jesus prayed for her. Maybe y'all don't need this as much as I do, but I need it. 2 Timothy 4 and 14. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil, but the Lord, or, or the Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom be thou ware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it that it may not be laid to their charge, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered, Ruhamai, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord shall deliver me, Ruhamai, from every evil work, and will preserve me under his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever, amen. Hallelujah. He said, Alexander the coppersmith withstood me, great, greatly withstood our words. And he said, at first, no man stood by me, but the Lord stood with me. And listen to what else he said. The Lord stood with me, he said, and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear. I've lived, Lord, I've preached to enough preachers uh, that are fighting hell, that are in the middle of a battle that are fighting hell, that all hell's against them uh, and they feel like nobody is standing by their side and the, and the enemy makes them feel like uh, hell is winning the battle and they're on the losing side. I've preached to a lot of preachers here lately that needed to hear and it dawned on me this past weekend in that camp meeting when nobody stood by me the Lord stood by me and strengthened me why that the preaching might be fully heard that God wants to help somebody and it dawned on me the reason why you ain't a dead man. The reason why hell can't win is somebody's praying for you that God won't let you lose. That the Lord will strengthen your life. That the Lord will stand by you. That the Lord will bring you through this trial that you find yourself in. Somebody pray for me. Thank God he's a deliverer. The Lord shall Deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me under his heavenly kingdom. You hear that, devil? I'm on my way to heaven. Woo! I'm being preserved. I'm being kept by the power of God every time. Every difficulty, every hardship, every devil, he will deliver me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He will deliver me. Yes. God, if I was a psalmist, 
I've pinned down the words. By his spirit have I run through a troop, and by his spirit have I leaped over a wall. If you put a wall in front of me right now, I'd jump over it. I'm telling you, I feel God in this place. Thank you, Lord. Second Peter 2 and 9. I'm still on Ruhamai. I can't get off the first, the first word. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under the day of judgment to be punished. God knows how to deliver the godly out of their test, out of the pit that the enemy laid for them, out of the snare of the power that they found themselves uh, trapped in. God knows how to get you out of the fire furnace. God knows how to get you out of the lion's den. God knows how to deliver you from Satan himself if he lays a snare for you. Glad that gives me confidence. That gives me hope. He's drawing us tonight under this altar. Why? Because some of you need deliverance. I was talking to my buddy today. He said, What you gonna preach? I said, I'm gonna preach on the word deliverance. He said, Sounds like that ought to be good. I said, All it all is a thought right now. So I'm scratching and digging around trying to make a message out of it. It don't feel like it's coming together very much. I said, but one thing I know, Brother Mike, is if God wants me to preach on the word deliverance, somebody needs deliverance. He knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. There's a Hebrew equivalent for the word Rumai. In the Old Testament, Shalots, and it means to remove, to draw out, to draw off. It's the same word. Hey, your help's over here. Come, follow me, I'll help you. Psalm 6 and 2, it's this word. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul is also sore vexed. But thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, Deliver my soul. Save me for thy mercy's sake. I'm going to tell you, deliverance comes through Jesus. Hey, you're born free. Somebody said, I'm having trouble with sin. Living in sin. Enticed by sin. Because I enjoy the sin. I, I love the sin. I, I, I can't break free from the want of the sin. You need to be born again. That's deliverance. Born again. God will make you hate sin. God will make sin repulsive in your eyes. I'm not enticed by that mess. It repulses me. It sickens me. The next word I want to mention to you, maybe I'll close with this one. I don't think I got time to finish. The next word delivers the Greek word 
didomai. It means to give, to give something to someone. Of one's own accord to give one something to his advantage, to bestow a gift, to grant, to give to one that's asking, to supply, to furnish necessary things. In Acts 7, this is Stephen preaching to his contemporaries, trying to get them to turn and repent. We know that they didn't. They rather stoned him and gnashed upon him with their teeth. But one man did, at least one man fell under conviction, and that was Saul of Tarsus, who would go on to get saved because he heard this message. In Acts 7 and 22, right in the middle of his preaching, he said, And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. And when he was full 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren the children of Israel, and seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian, for he supposed that his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them. But they understood not. Did am I. God by his hand, by Moses' hand, would deliver them. Didomai is that God's touch upon somebody's life will say, Brother Bob, God has sent me to help you. To help you. You know the Bible mentions that one of the gifts that God gives to a man or a woman in the body of Christ is a gift of help. I'm not called to be the pastor, but I'm here to help. I, I don't, I, I don't have the ability to play an instrument, but I can still help in worship. I can clap my hands. I can tap the tambourine, brother Bob said. I can lift my voice. I can make a joyful noise. That's what the word did am I means. It means to God delivering through the helpful hand of somebody that he sent unto you. He sent the disciples. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He gave them power to heal the sick to raise the dead, to cast out devil, to make the blind see, the deaf hear, the dumb speak, the lame walk, and the dead be raised to life again. What was that? Deliverance. They weren't deliverers. Christ is the deliverer. But they were the hand of God extended to a lost world. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, you're never called to put your foot on somebody's neck and choke the life out of them. You're never called to push down and condemn those uh, that are dying, those that are lost. Uh, but what we are called to be is their deliverance. Yeah, I, won't, I won't say, you know, pacifying their sin is, is any deliverance. Only way you're going to help them is preach the truth. But neither is that condemning them. That's giving them a way out. 
you'll follow me as I follow Christ, sin can't hold you. And if you hurting, amen, I, I'll, I'll point the way to somebody that can help you, that can heal you, that can restore you. Go on and read. Verse 22, Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. And when he was a full 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren. Seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him, avenged him that, that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. For he supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them. The next word, exorio, it means to tear out to pluck out by rescuing. It, it, it's real close and akin to the word that we get rapture from, to snatch out, to pluck out. I want to tell you, folks, we're close, real close to the rapture of the church. We're about to get the greatest deliverance that's ever been had. You think the Exodus was a great deliverance? They weren't delivered from, the, from all of their enemies. They went from Egypt into Canaan, and God had to drive out one enemy after another enemy after another enemy. They still had to do battle with the enemy that called death. They still had to do battle with the enemy that is uh, that sinful flesh. Uh, we're about to experience the greatest deliverance that's ever been. This mortal's going to put on immortality. This corruption's going to put on incorruption. Death's going to be swallowed up in victory. You talking about deliverance? My God, it's going to be full. It's going to be entire. It's going to be complete. Deliverance. Good Heaven is going to be better than anything you can fathom in your mind. I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. I want to tell you, streets of gold, walls of jasper, you know, all of that stuff, gates of pearl, you have all of that. Just give me the deliverance. I got the deliverance from the adversary of my soul. Deliverance from this body of death. Deliverance from the trouble and the trial and the adversity that we face. And he's going to wipe every tear from our eye. You don't want to go to heaven, I do. means to tear out, to pluck out, to release. He went on to, to preach in Acts 7 and 33. Then said the Lord to him, Put off thy shoes from thy feet for the place where thou standest is holy. Holy ground. I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people which is in Egypt. I have heard their groaning. And am come down to deliver them. Snatch them out. I'm going to pull them out of Egypt. By my own might, strength, and power. I will deliver them. 
God is going to snatch us out. Amen. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. It's the Greek word harpazo which means to be snatched out violently, to be plucked out by divine power. Caught up it's the Greek word, it's the Latin word rapturus is where we get our English word rapture. We which are alive and remain shall be raptured to meet the Lord in the air. Amen. I, seeing all these things come to pass, you lift up your head knowing your redemption, your deliverance is getting close. God, I'm praying with John on the Isle of Patmos, even so come. Lord Jesus, Galatians 1 and 4 gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present world according to the will of God and our Father. It's that same word to be snatched out. Hebrew equivalent, Nassau, it means basically the same thing, to be rescued, to be plucked out, to be Delivered First Samuel uh, 17 and 37. You know the story well. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Saul said unto David, go in the Lord, be with thee. The same God that delivered everybody before us is going to deliver us as well. Thank God. Last word, I'm closing. Curse if you help me. It's a Greek word, apolasso, and it means to remove, to release, to be removed, to depart, to set free, to deliver. Hebrews 2 and 9, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church, Will I sing praise unto thee? And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I am the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Here it is. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage, for verily he took not on himself the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, 
to make reconciliation for the sins of the people for him that he himself had suffered being tempted he is able to succor or to draw close them that are tempted he is able to succor he is able to deliver them that are tempted again that word means to remove to release to be removed to depart to set free from to deliver that's what he does for you when he saves your soul. Why did Jesus need to suffer death for all men? He tasted death for all men so that you wouldn't have to die your own self. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You want deliverance from the fear of death, the bondage of the fear that held men and gripped men afraid to die? Apostle Paul said, I'm in a strait between two places. Be better for you for me to live on and stay here and help the church. Be better for me to die or to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Jesus done that. Jesus liberated us from the power that death had over us. Death is just a door for a child of God. We step out of this body into the presence of God. Hallelujah. Brother Young just passed away this past week. They're having his funeral. Is it tomorrow, right? Having his funeral tomorrow. That's not a sad day. You're talking about not a sad day. It's sad because he's not here anymore. But we rejoice because we know where he is. He's been delivered from everything that this body ever had to go through or to feel. Before he was ever delivered of that, he was delivered of the fear of death. Or child of God, we embrace it. He said the apostle Paul ran to the Roman guillotine through his head over the plate. I'm ready. I fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. I don't fear leaving this world. I rejoice at the thought of going home to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. I've been delivered of that fear. You know, my whole young life as a child, my teenage life, entering into my young adult life. I got saved when I was 22, but I was raised in church. Always there was the fear that the rapture was going to take place and I was going to miss it. Always there's a fear I'm going to die and go to hell because I ain't ready. That's gone. I've been delivered of that. Jesus bore that for me. He tasted death at my place. His gift is peace. His gift is liberty. His gift is eternal life. You can be delivered tonight, whatever, whatever it is that the enemy's trying to defeat you with, you can be delivered of it tonight, whether it be sin, you can be delivered from that. You can repent of your sin, be born again. 
immediate deliverance will come. You'll feel the weight and the burden of your sin roll off of you. You'll feel like you're a new creature because you are. Amen. You're, you're in bondage to infirmity tonight. There's deliverance from that. You're in the lowest valley you've ever been in. You're in the hottest fiery trial that you've ever been made to walk through. You feel like you've been thrown into a lion's den. There's deliverance from that. In Jesus. We can't deliver ourselves. We need the Lord to deliver us. And if you'll ask him, he'll do it. You hear me? You'll ask him. He'll do it. There's some of you watching on live stream tonight. You need deliverance from the pain and the hurt and the suffering in your body. He will do it. With his stripes, we're healed. There's some of you need pain and deliverance from the hurting and the suffering in your heart. He will do it. Somebody needs deliverance. There's, there, there, there's a multiplicity of addictions when you talk about, you can talk about drugs, you can talk about alcohol, you can talk about pornography, you can talk about any, any just lust or perversion, you can talk about any number of things. Uh, he will deliver you. He will deliver you out of every temptation. He'll draw you out of every sin unto himself. He'll deliver you by his own strength and power. How many of you meet me in this altar tonight? Let's throw both hands toward heaven. Maybe it's not you. Maybe